Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. As we worship the true and living God, we become like Him, and we become more concerned about other people and their needs. Jesus taught His disciples in John 13, 13, You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done. See, Jesus taught us that we should be concerned about other people, that we should want to serve people and help people. Jesus said, if you want to be great, learn to be a servant. What does the world tell you? The world teaches you, hey, if you want to be great, then there's no right, there's no wrong, lie, steal, cheat, step on whoever you have to, to get what you want, when you want, and how you want it. And what does that produce? It produces a very dismal, uh, uh, depressing outlook on life, right? Because you reap what you sow. The way you treat people is the way you get treated. Now, as we worship God, then he causes us to be more compassionate. First Peter 3, 8 says, finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. See, the Lord wants us to be compassionate. Now, when you're more compassionate towards people, guess what happens? At work, at school, in your family, when you're compassionate towards people, people are compassionate towards you, right? And all of us are going to need compassion from time to time because all of us are sinners. We all make mistakes. And, and I think one of my favorite things that happens as we worship God, as we come to church and study the Bible and worship Him, then God teaches us to be more thankful. And that produces a better life. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is God's will that we be more thankful. And when you are thankful, th- they do research about this. Non-Christians do research about people who are thankful and people who are unthankful. And here's the deal. People who are unthankful are more sad and more depressed and more anxious than people who are thankful. People who are thankful are more joyful, are more happy, and enjoy life so much more because they're looking at the good. And, you know, my wife and I, because we read the Bible and we seek God, uh, we have been doing for probably 30 years, every night at dinner, we would, when our kids were little, and even before we had kids, we would talk about, hey, what was good about your day? And we look at the good, and we talk about what we're thankful for. When you look at the bad all the time, it's depressing. It's dismal. It's discouraging. That's why the Bible says, meditate on the things that are good. Now, you say, well, Pastor Bob, there's a whole lot of bad stuff in the world, and you're saying that we should look at the good? Well, I'm not saying it. The Bible's saying it, right? I'm not that smart. I couldn't come up with this on my own, right? But, but this is what God's been telling people for thousands of years, right? There's always problems. Nero was burning people alive in Paul's day when he said, hey, it's God's will that we be thankful, that we look at the good, right? And, and when you do that, it just changes your perspective. Because the truth is, we've read the end of the story. We know how it's going to turn out. We know in the end, right, we're going to be in heaven with Jesus. No more pain, no more sorrow. It's all going to work out. We're all moving to a better neighborhood, wherever you live <laughs> one day right you're going to breathe your last breath and you're going to be in heaven it's going to be great right and we know how it's going to work out and so what's the point of looking at all the terrible stuff when we know hey we know how it's going to turn out right and sometimes people get so angry and you know and just and, and God wants you to have a joyful life and that's why he tells us if you came to church today and you're like what is God's will for my life well first Thessalonians 5 18 
In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. He wants you to be thankful. Why? Because it blesses your life and it blesses your family. And God wants us to be more forgiving. See, who you worship is what you become like, and God is very forgiving. In Ephesians 4.32, he says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. See, as we worship the one and true living God, that he wants us to be kind towards people, tenderhearted, forgiving one another because God forgave us. And that's why it's so important to recognize that going to church, worshiping the true living God, is, has a great impact on your life. Sometimes people think, well, what's it matter if I go to church or don't go to church? Well, th- it makes a huge difference on your life. It makes a huge difference on who you're becoming, and it makes a huge difference on how you experience life. But this is what God wants to do in our lives. He wants to transform us to be thankful and forgiving, right? And, and forgiving people is so good, right? Especially if you're married, right? All of you have a spouse, and, I, and if you don't, I mean, you already know this if you're married, they're going to make you upset sometimes, and they're going to do things that maybe even hurt you. Well, if you're a woman and you're married to a man, you've already been hurt, but I mean, you're going to get hurt, right? I mean, they're, it's better like, feelings? What do you got though? What's, what's that? Anyway, but, right, you need to forgive them, right? You need to forgive people. My wife and I have been married for 36 years, and, and, you know, she does things. I'm like, why would you do that? And, you know, it makes, but I just need to be like, hey, okay, I forgive you. Let's move on, and, and I'm, and I do that, and she'll say, why'd you do that? And I'm like, do what? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> but God wants us to forgive. Why? Because, yeah, and men are good at denial. I mean, I, I'm good at denial. I can just shut things off. <laughs> anyway, but, but here's the thing. When you worship God, your life is better. Why? Because we become like him, right? And, and he, he wants us to have a peaceful life. Galatians 5.22 says this, the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, love, joy, and peace, right? So when when you worship God and you make him the number one priority in your life, the fruit of it is love, joy, and peace. Right? Everybody wants that. And, and, and what do you have to do? Well, you put God number one. That's why God told the children of Israel, hey, no other gods before me. Right? And Romans 12, 18 says, if it is possible, as much depends on you, live peaceable with all men. See, why does God want us to have peace? Well, because he loves us, right? And, and if you had a choice today to have the rest of your day be peaceful or the rest of your day be a fight and a war, which would you want? Most people want peace, right? I mean, I, I just read this book about your brain. Some people want to have war. That's because they have brain damage, right? I mean, they're just like, they want to fight, right? But, but they can get help. But here's the thing. God wants you to have a peaceful life because he loves you. And, and so when you think about what you worship, if you want a life that is more loving, more giving, more compassionate, more thankful, more forgiving, more peaceful, then worship the one God who created all things, right? And make him number one in your life. Now, how does a person know who their God is, right? Because as Americans, we kind of live in a culture where uh, it, we, we encourage people to live in a fantasy, right? I mean, if I identify as LeBron James, then people are like, well, if that's who you identify as, then that's who you are. I'm like, well, that's not really true, right? I am not 6'8" right? I mean, it's just weird. But, but here's the thing. We live in a culture that encourages that. And, but but the, in the church, do you think that Christians can come to church and think one thing and something else be true about their life, right? Don't nudge anybody. But I mean, right? I mean, we know that happens. So how does a person know who is their God? Well, I think that uh, you could start by asking yourself some simple questions. What consumes the majority of your thought life? What is the master passion of your life? 
Uh, what are you most concerned about pleasing in your life, right? Who, is the mo- who are you most concerned about pleasing in your life? And, and what is the master passion? What is it that consumes most of your time? And, and when you answer those questions honestly, I think it helps you to discover, you know, the truth about yourself. And the Bible says that because God loves us, he wants us to know the truth about ourselves. Now, you know, my wife is funny, and uh, from time to time, you know, I, I've taught sermons on, you know, know the truth about yourself, examine yourself, and, and I'll ask my wife, well, don't you want to know the truth about yourself? And she just says immediately with no hesitation, no, <laughs> right? And, and maybe some of you here today are like, I don't want to know the truth about myself, but here's the deal. God wants you to know the truth about yourself because he loves you. And the only way that you can move forward to experience life uh, more the way God designed it, more love and peace and joy, is to know the truth about yourself. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to discover the truth about yourself. And, and you have to be able to say to yourself, oh, yeah, and, and I'm so thankful that God does this for us. Because when I first got married, I was very selfish and self-centered and a narcissist. And I'm so thankful that my wife would tell me, well, you're quite selfish or you're, you know, whatever. And, and she would help me. And, and you're rude and, you're, and you, you say mean things and blah, 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 blah. And, and, and here's the good news. I would come to church and learn that God wants me to learn the truth about myself. So 10 years into our marriage when she would say, well, you're mean. I'm like, all right. I think I'm coming to grips with that. <laughs> you know. Or whatever it is, you're rude, or you hurt my feelings. Like, okay, sorry. Was that it? But yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, but, but, but the thing is, now I understand the truth about myself, right? And, and it's so helpful because if someone says to me, hey, that was mean. You said some hurtful thing. Now I can say, oh, sorry, I have the potential to do that. Now I realize, oh, yeah, I am a sinner, and I, I have weaknesses and flaws, right? And, but here's the good news. When you learn the truth about yourself, whenever you get to the place where you're like, God, help me to know the truth about myself, then you can know this, that God wants to bless your life. And once you know the truth about yourself, he wants you to experience life to the fullest. And how do you do that? Well, it's simply by making him number one in your life, making him who he is. He is God, right? Those other gods are with a small g, whether it's drugs, alcohol, porn, whatever it is. Uh, th- those things are small g. He is the one, he is our creator, right? When you worship God, the creator of all things, and you begin to put him first, and you begin to acknowledge, God, I'm not perfect. Uh, I've made mistakes in life, and the Bible calls that sin. And God, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and I ask you to, to, to forgive me and come into my life and, and help me to follow you. When you do that, God will begin to work in your life in a way that is indescribable, right? He'll bring joy and peace and love. He teaches us those things, helps us, to, because that's what happens when we worship him. And, and that's why I love coming to church. People ask me, Pastor Bobby, come to church Wednesday and Saturday and Sunday and Sunday night, and, and man, a lot of church. I'm like, I love it, right? Well, what's the opposite? Well, I could sit home and watch, uh, you know, the news all day, every day, or I could watch movies about how I ought to be the opposite of what I am, uh, in, regardless of my biological position, right? I mean, it's like, and, and what's that going to do for me, right? I, I love to worship God. I, I would come here every day, right? I mean, I, I love to worship and to sing and to study his word. Why? Because the more of God in my life, then the more blessed I am, right? That's why we sang that song this morning, less of me and more of you. Because me, when there's more of me, then there's more problems, right? When there's more of God, there's more love and peace and joy. And so if you've never accepted Jesus into your life, that's the first step, to receive him as your Lord and Savior. And how do you do that? Romans 10, 9 says, if we confess with your mouth, that means just to pray, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. So 
You can just pray and invite the Lord into your life today. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. And we thank you, uh, Jesus, that you love us so much. And we thank you that you help us to see the truth about life, that you help us to see the truth of reality, that you love us and that worshiping you produces the best kind of life. And Lord, we do pray that you would help us to see the truth about ourselves. If we have been worshiping other gods with a small g, Lord, that you would open our eyes and help us to see the truth, Lord, and help us to repent and to receive your forgiveness, receive your love, and begin to experience your best for our lives. We thank you for that this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will...